What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. All right, here we go again with getting the ball rolling. We're here in the studio again. Uh, I'm trying to uh, trying to mix it up a little bit and do the best that I can do for you guys and provide the best uh, quality and stuff like that, trying to move around the sound a little bit. Uh, anyway, so this is our FCS podcast, and the FCS this week was surprising. There were a lot of surprises. Uh, not too many disappointments. Uh, I wrote down a couple, but even then, uh, it was a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I wasn't really disappointed with with a couple of teams. Uh, you know, last week we had you know, Jacksonville State, you know, dropping a game and uh, really kind of interested to see what uh, what this next week will will bring us, getting a couple of pretty solid matchups. Uh, uh, I all It was almost really hard to figure out which uh, game of the week is it going to be. A lot of teams that I want to see, a lot of teams that I think uh, are going to be ready, and uh, they'll be ready to go, and I think more so than ever, uh, these teams are going to be extremely impressive, and I guess the biggest thing with the FCS is just consistency, right? That's that's the hardest thing to preach to to, to the players and for coaches to to do things, and Honestly, I, I just can't wait to watch this this upcoming week. Uh, this last week, like I said, uh, didn't bring us, a, uh, I guess, a couple of surprises. Not a ton of surprises. Uh, the first one being uh, Dayton goes and they beat Indiana State. Now, uh, I understand uh, I've been a little bit hard on Indiana State. The Missouri Valley Conference is, is an extremely competitive conference. It is very hard uh, to win in that, that division. And uh, even a team... You know, Southern Illinois that was picked towards the bottom, if not the very bottom, of the Missouri Valley. They go out and they beat UMass. And so I was really surprised uh, that Dayton goes in and beats Indiana State. Now, I'm not going to crown... you know, I'm not going to say, like, oh, Indiana State, you know, had miscues and stuff. Obviously, they did. Congratulations to the Flyers. Did awesome. You are able to win. And when Indiana State came back, you held them off. It was impressive. I really, really liked that uh, kind of gusto, gusto that Dayton had. And uh, I think it will be carrying forward. Is this a team, is a team like Dayton that's kind of slipped under the radar? Um, I didn't even I didn't even reach out to, to interview them. I totally should have. I want to now. I want to see what the secret sauce is because they beat Indiana State. That's a great win against a team that a lot of people were saying top 25. Now, I didn't have them in my top 25. I wasn't sold on them just because uh, they went 0-11, uh, I believe, two years ago. Then then the year after, they go they win eight games. They ended up getting uh, stuffed out of the playoffs last year, right? They didn't get in. And... I'm like, okay, well, what's what's going to happen? You know, Indiana State, are they going to come for vengeance and stuff like that? Well, they dropped the ball. They ended up losing. I was very impressed. Uh, but congratulations to the Flyers of Dayton to knock them off. Uh, another big point that I want to make, uh, I really like when FCS teams play the FBS Uh I mean, I'm not like a huge compo- proponent of, you know, go on and take on, you know, Alabama or, or, or games like that. But you know what? When you're going to do it, go in there and play right. Now, I'm going to give you some stats from the Murray State, uh, Georgia. And this is kind of a shout out to Murray State and uh, the followers there. And, and and I definitely like Murray State. I think I'll have a, uh, them being on the on the program and stuff like that. Coach Mitch, sure. Anyway, so we get uh, – I actually watched this game. It was on ESPN. And – uh, 
I was very impressed with the quarterback, Preston Rice, out of uh, Murray State. He was 20 for 25, so he threw 80%, uh, completed 80% of his passes, uh, 216 yards, had one touchdown, zero interceptions. Now, that is extremely impressive against a very good defense. I mean, this is the Georgia defense. We're talking about uh, a defensive line that is monstrous. I mean, they were just huge. They were so fast. And we're talking about, uh, we, you know, we can week out year in year out Kirby Smart has an amazing defense Kirby Smart is the is the coach of Georgia for for those of you that don't know he has an amazing defense he comes from a defensive background I believe he was the the defensive coordinator at Alabama and we know that Alabama has a very good defense so for Preston Rice to put up 20 for 25 80 complete 80 percent of his passes throw for 216 yards and one touchdown that is so impressive congratulations to that young man out there in Murray Kentucky very impressed with that with it you know what yeah you lost uh the, the the final score I believe was 63 to 17 yeah you lose Sometimes it happens, right? Uh, but you know what? When you have an, uh, an amazing turnout like that, that's something that you can uh, put your hat on and, and, and not rush in when you get into Ohio Valley Conference play. Um, another little bit of a surprise, Northern Iowa. Uh, I watched that game, uh, them against SUU. I live really close to Cedar City, so uh, I was a little bit invested. My wife actually goes to SUU. And uh it was a really good game as well. Uh, you and I just absolutely beat down on them, 34-14. to 14. Uh, They have an amazing defense. I was very impressed with that. Uh, SUU, they made a couple of mistakes, but uh, nothing that can't be fixed or taught or, or coached up. Going to be watching the, the Thunderbirds. And I'm probably this Saturday going to be uh, in attendance when they take on the Lumberjacks of Stephen F. Austin. Uh, another crazy game was uh, the Rhode Island-Delaware game. Goes into three overtime. Uh, Delaware ends up winning 44-36 to now. Delaware came back from Delaware State. They come back against Rhodey, against Rhode Island. Uh, congratulations to the, uh, the the Fighting Blue Hens. But I really want to see how this this goes through. You cannot continue to play "Living on a Prayer," right? I mean, it is a great song, but you got, at some point you got to be able to take charge and, and you got to blow some teams out. You got to you got to pitch some shutouts and stuff like that. But Overall, congratulations. I was more impressed with Rhode Island than I was with Delaware. Uh, I thought Rhode Island, uh, after going 6-5 and five and doing what they did last year, you know, setting some serious school records and stuff, I was thinking, well, maybe they'd have a, a little bit of a hangover. They looked ready to go. They didn't play the first week. They looked ready to go. The new stadium in Mead looked great. Uh, really going to be watching this this Rhode Island team a little bit closer and this Delaware team. Uh, congratulations. Your two wins. We'll see how you do through the rest of the CAA and see if they can get into uh, the FCS playoffs. Uh, another one uh, you had Southern Illinois. Congratulations to the Salukis. They knocked off the FBS uh, team, U the University of Massachusetts, UMass, by a score of 45 to 20. Uh, I w was watching the, I was getting updates on my phone, and the entire time, well, the first half, I was like, oh, UMass is just playing with them. Uh, let's see if UMass can do it. All of a sudden, SIU Southern Illinois just starts pulling away from him, and uh, this, again, this is a team that goes went two and nine. I talk a little bit about my FBS podcast. They went two and nine last year, and now they go off and they knock off a team like UMass. That is a great game to schedule. Congratulations to the Salukis, a you know bottom team in the in the Missouri Valley a year ago goes off and knocks off an FBS team. That is that is great. That is you know congratulations to them and that coaching staff. Uh, also, Youngstown State. I thought I was going to watch them uh, as they took on Howard. They beat they beat down on Sanford pretty good in the in, in week zero and I wanted to and they had a buy during week one so I said okay we're going to see uh, the first half kind of like the UMass game 
Howard was stride for stride with him. Uh, I believe at one point Howard was leading. Uh, and then Youngstown State, they just beat him down uh, physically. That that run attack, that Bo Pelini runs, uh, they ended up beating him 54-28. to 28. And uh, the Penguins look strong. Again, we're talking about the Missouri Valley, a very deep conference that uh, definitely going to make some noise when we get uh, – you know, into their conference games, and we're going to see who ends up uh, really getting the the W's there. Uh, and then finally, the other game that I was really watching was, well, I guess there's two more. It was the Jacksonville State uh, bounces back and beats uh, Chattanooga twenty to forty one. Uh, again, I was getting a lot of updates. I was at the Dixie State. Uh, university game. They played CSU Pueblo. That's number nine team in Division Two. Uh, not a lot of coverage of Division Two, so we're not going to get into it. But uh, I was actually I pulled it up on my wife's phone. I was watching it, and I was really impressed uh, with Jacksonville State and how they responded. Uh, another, a couple more big games. Uh, Weber State ended up beating Cal Poly. Uh, Montana State beat uh, Southeast Missouri, and uh, Central Arkansas struggled against Austin PA, and that was Austin's PA's uh, backup quarterback. So, you know, overall, a really good weekend for for college sports and college football. I really want to see how it all kind of turns out uh, in the end again. Uh, following these teams, watching their injuries, uh, reports as they come out throughout the week. A lot of people play it close to the chest, but uh, when they play, when they're not out there on Saturday, we know what's going on. A couple of disappointments. I was a little bit disappointed with uh, New Hampshire. Obviously, they're going through. Uh, you know, their coach taking a leave of absence. So I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass, but they didn't look uh, really strong against Holy Cross. And I thought they would. I thought this was New Hampshire's year. I'm definitely going to be watching that coaching staff and how they respond. Uh, we had uh, New Hampshire on the podcast. So I'm obviously invested there and, and, and it's a delightful university. They're, they're really good to work with me. And I uh, was a little disappointed with that first game, uh, Holy Cross. We also had Hol- Colgate and we talked a little bit about the, the Patriot League. Congratulations to, to the Crusaders that were you know able to get the win. And uh, we'll see if Holy Cross will be able to challenge uh, Colgate in the Patriot League. Also, a couple other ones. Uh, the only other one that I could really, and I was really kind of grasping for straws here, was Eastern Kentucky was held to just 172 yards against Louisville. Uh, I understand that Louisville is, is in the ACC, uh, you know, FBS team, uh, big Louisville, uh, Scott Satterfield and stuff like that, but I thought Eastern Kentucky could put up a little bit more uh, numbers. I was kind of disappointed that they got shut out because they are kind of my uh, dark horse out of the Ohio Valley. And, uh, of course, I mean, uh, them, UT Martin, Murray State, they're, they, I've talked about them a lot. I think all three of these teams are going to be, you know, they're going after uh, Jacksonville State, even a team like Austin PA. These are the teams that are going after the champ. And when you have uh, parity, it gives hope to everybody. Uh, look at this NBA season. Everybody has a little bit of hope that their team's going to be good. Everyone in the Ohio Valley, honestly, I mean, outside of a couple exceptions, honestly thinks that they're going to win that conference. I don't think that Jacksonville State is light years above them like they have been in the past and uh, definitely going to be watching that. But uh, Eastern Kentucky, a little bit disappointing with only 172 yards and being shut out. But again, other than that, uh, not too many disappointments throughout the FCS. Uh, The FCS game of the week, 
was the North Dakota, uh, North Dakota State game. Now, North Dakota State, Trey Lance, a really impressive quarterback. He, he was 11 for 15, so completed 73% of his passes, threw for 162 yards and two touchdowns, and also rushed 95 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, the biggest thing with North Dakota is their defense. Their defense was really impressive. Or, sorry, North Dakota State, i got to specify. Um I was really impressed with that. Uh, North Dakota, I, I really wanted to see them give them a little bit better of a game than what they did. I mean, um, shout out to them. Uh, they're, they're also a great university. Really like watching them and following them. But uh, I like the reignition of the, the rivalry of North Dakota against North Dakota State. We need that. The FCS needs those rivalries to stay strong and uh, to be interesting. Again, I kind of ranted on this in my FPS podcast about uh, Alabama, Coach Nick Saban, and a little bit with North Dakota State. Um, you know, I love the scheduling of North Dakota, so I'm not really going to rant about that, but I was, I was kind of disappointed. I really want to see North Dakota State take on some big-time teams. I want to see them play a Pac-12 team. I want to see them play an American athletic team. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk. You know, they should go to the FBS, and and quite frankly, I wouldn't if I were them. Uh, they play in a really remote part of the country. Uh, it would be hard to get people up there into the Fargo Dome, especially, you know, come December. And, and then what, what conference are they playing in? Are they, are they really in the Mountain West? Uh, would they, you know, destroy the Mountain West with the amount of talent or – uh, and especially because these kids can go out and win national championships. Every, you know, they've won a lot. Uh, but I really want to see them to start schedule some bigger teams, uh, bring them up to North Dakota. I think it'd be great. Uh, especially uh, I've been, uh, North Dakota's on one of, on, on my list to go visit. I want to see it in the summer, obviously not in the winter. I'm not a big snow guy, but I want to see it. And I want to see, I, I hear it's very beautiful. And, uh, I think that the, their logos, both, both teams, the fighting Hawks and, uh, the bison, those are sweet, sweet mascots, and it has a lot of things going for them. You know, it is the it was the Super Bowl last weekend in in North Dakota, and I'm excited to see uh, what happens going forward. But I really want to see North Dakota State schedule some high level teams. That was the only thing that I was thinking of. And uh, North Dakota, they're going into the Missouri Valley, so every single year we're going to see this uh, this rivalry now, and I cannot wait uh, even more so now because I think that we got to get some water under the bridge. They haven't played a lot in this uh, decade or really since 2000. So let's get some water under the bridge. This was the first one, 38 to seven in the Fargo dome. Well, next year I, I'd imagine they go back to uh, uh, what is it? Great forks or grand forks, uh, North Dakota. And we're going to see if they can take them on. Uh, I think it's like the Lurus center. I I'm, I'm not very certain, but it's, it's something like that. Let's see if they can take them on. And if bison can go and beat the fighting Hawks uh, at home. Anyway, that was our game of the week. All right, so we are going to be stepping away for a second. We're going to have uh, run our uh, advertisement, and then uh, coming back, we'll talk about uh, the top 15 of the FCS. We'll be talking about the games of the week, what to watch for as we go forward uh, with this college football season. Uh, again, trying to do, bring you guys the most in-depth coverage of both the FBS and FCS, so stay with us after the ad break. Coming back. Awesome, and we are back once again here. Uh, always grateful for Anchor and what they allow me to do. Okay, so here we go. Uh, we're going to start off with our top 15, FCS top 15. Now, uh, last week, we 
we're kind of surprised. Um, we have a couple, a little bit of movement uh, within the top 15. Uh, top three stay the same here. Number one, uh, North Dakota State. Number two, James Madison. Number three, South Dakota State. And moving into the number four spot now, this can be reclaimed, is Towson. And number five, uh, Maine. Uh, switched it up a little bit. Uh, UC Davis, uh, well, Maine last week was number four. UC Davis was number five. Uh, now we have UC Davis down at six. Switched it up a little bit. UC Davis struggled against San Diego. Understand that I understand that San Diego is a very good team. Uh, should not not uh, worry me very much about uh, them and uh, you know obviously I, I'm very impressed with UC Davis but uh, didn't play as well uh, I liked what Townsend did against North Carolina Central and I even liked what Maine did against Georgia Southern despite the loss but I want to move them up a little bit um, coming in at number six like I said UC Davis number seven Weaver State Big win over Cal Poly. Cal Poly is a good team. Watch out for the Mustangs as we are in, uh, as we enter Big Sky play. Uh, number eight, Furman, the Paladins. Uh, last week, I uh, moved Furman up one spot. They were nine. Uh, and I moved uh, Eastern Washington out of that number eight spot because they gave up a lot of points against a Division II team. And you shouldn't do that if you're Eastern Washington. Uh, kind of felt like Eastern Washington was going to have a little bit of a hangover uh, after getting to the national championship last year. Kind of starting to come true. Now I understand they won. They they, they won the game. They're 1-1. But uh, I think that uh, the whole hangover thing is definitely a real thing. All right, moving on. So number eight, Furman Paladins. Number nine, the Central Arkansas Bears. Now, uh, I understand that they did struggle a little bit against Austin PA. They ended up winning in the end, uh, and Austin PA did play their backup quarterback. Uh, I think that's more of a shout-out to them and, and what they were able to do, more so than, than an indictment of what Central Arkansas didn't do. Uh, so right now, they're sitting at number nine. They are the Bears. Uh, congratulations to them to breaking the top ten. Definitely want to see what happens this upcoming week with them. Definitely excited to see what's going on. All right, number 10, like I said before, is the Eastern Washington Eagles. Number 11, Kennesaw State Owls. Congratulations to them. They went into overtime against Kent State, and they really should have won the game. Uh, they really just needed one stop, and there were a couple plays. I watched the end of the game, and I was like, oh, they almost Almost had it. Uh, number 12, UNI, the Panthers. Uh, they did lose to Iowa State. I know it went into double overtime, uh, but I really am. The jury's still out on them in the Missouri Valley. I think they're really a year away from being absolutely dominant. Uh, you look at the Missouri Valley teams above them. You have North Dakota State. You have South Dakota State. Well, the next Missouri Valley team after that is them, and I honestly see them. Uh, there. Uh, number 13 is Illinois State Redbirds. Now, I've been told by a couple of people, uh, things that I've read, uh, people that I've texted, they say Illinois State is definitely a dark horse in the Missouri Valley. And uh, I wasn't really sold on the Redbirds, didn't do a lot of homework on the Redbirds, but they absolutely destroyed Moorhead State. And I think Moorhead State is a pretty good team. So I have them at 13. Uh, this last week, they were at 12, moved them down a spot, uh, switched them with uh, UNI. All right, and uh, moving on, we number 14 sliding in uh, into relevancy is the Montana Grizzlies. Now, 
they played very well. Uh, North Alabama, it was 17 to 16 at halftime. Montana comes out and just absolutely lights it up. I believe the final score was 61 to 17. I guess consistency is the biggest question with me with them. Uh, they've proven in the past to not be as consistent as what I want them to be. We'll see what they do against Oregon. I'm, I'm expecting Oregon to, to win the game. That's not the, the issue, but I want to see how they've, you know, this is going to be an adversity. We'll see uh, how long they can hold on. This is a really good defense, obviously, pitching a shutout in the second half of the last game against a really good North Alabama team. Uh, I was almost ready to put North Alabama in the top uh Tom 15 there last week, but, uh, you know, very impressive uh, wins. Uh, congratulations to Montana. We'll see what they can do over the next couple of weeks. Uh, all right, number 15 coming in is the Eastern Kentucky Colonels. I dropped them down a spot uh, just because they only put up 172 points and got blanked against Louisville. Uh, we'll see how they bounce back this coming week. So that is our top 15. I need some kind of a cool little sound effect or whatever for a top 15. Uh, I know a lot of people do top 25. I'm just kind of focused on top 15. Uh, other notable mentions, uh, definitely still watching uh, Murray State, the UT Martin Skyhawks. I think UT Martin, I've been saying this all along, uh, especially if they beat SIU. They're, they're a dark horse. Uh, they played well in the first half. Their defense played very well against Florida. Uh, had a couple of missed opportunities, but uh, nothing too concerning, honestly, against Florida. They played well. Uh, Murray State played well against uh, Georgia. And uh, a team like Montana State, obviously, is a team that, that comes to mind when we're, when we're talking, you know, big picture with them. Nichols, uh, I believe they didn't play a game last week, so that's why they're not in my top 15. Uh, this this kind of uh, kind of goes, comes and, comes and goes in waves as uh, we prepare for this upcoming week. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we have a couple of uh, top 15 matchups, actually. Uh, we have, uh, you know, a lot of people have Delaware, uh, Delaware and uh, North Dakota State, definitely. Will be a game we want to be watching. Uh, I believe North Dakota plays Sam Houston, which will also be a game that we that we want to watch. Uh, you know, North Dakota. I still think they're a super good team, just a really hard schedule. A team like Colgate, uh, despite you know a loss against Nova and a, you know loss against Air Force, we don't really know what they're what they're made of uh, yet until we get into the Patriot League play. Uh, Obviously, a lot of people had Indiana State there, Youngstown State, uh, Jacksonville State, Chattanooga. These kinds of teams, uh, they're all kind of sitting on the outside looking in. Uh, we're just going to do top 15 just to make it a little bit easier, just a little bit more cut and dry. And uh, obviously, the big uh, mamma drama of the week is the main Towson game. Cannot wait to get that game. I believe it's on Flow Sports, and uh, I believe you can access that uh, through a subscription. I believe there is a seven-day free trial, and uh, I'm going to take my seven-day free trial because that is going to be the game of the week. Uh, Maine against Towson as of right now. That is our number four versus number five matchup, top five matchup. This is a huge game, ladies and gentlemen. It is the FCS game of the week. Um, I really want to see this, these Black Bears and Chris Ferguson take on Joe Flacco and the Towson Tigers. Uh, Towson, 
They played very strong against the Citadel. I thought towards the end, uh, you know, they let Citadel back in the game. They run a triple option, really weird kind of uh, mixed up thing there. So I'm not going to fault them on that. It's hard to prepare for, especially if, if you only play like one team a year that runs a triple option. It's really hard to prepare for because you're like, okay, are we really going to spend a lot of time on just one win? You know, obviously it matters, but, you know, at what cost? Uh, that is the game of the week. Really excited. Uh, Maine played well against Georgia Southern. Uh, honestly, taking them to the fourth quarter before I was like, okay, well, they're, now the game's over. It was honestly uh, about last five minutes of the game where I was like, okay, let's call it. But uh, they played very well against an SBS team. Obviously, uh, Towson, uh, I think that this team can go very deep into the playoffs, as is Maine. Uh, I was really impressed with Maine when they came to Weaver State last year and knocked off the Wildcats, and I'm ex- I'm impressed with them this upcoming year, uh, this upcoming week. All right, out of the CAA game of the week, we have Delaware taking on uh, North Dakota State. North Dakota State has to go on the road to Delaware, and I really want to see if Delaware – if the magic will run out, obviously uh, in the last two weeks, they've come from behind and they've been miracle wins and they've, you know, taken it down and stuff like that. But I want to see if the fighting hens can really do this thing. And uh, the bison uh, Trey Lance, extremely good talent. He's just a freshman. We'll see how far he goes as well. Uh, but we'll see what the, the honestly, the, the focus is on Delaware. And uh, we'll see if they still have that magic, see if they can. Uh, I'm telling you they're going to be playing from behind. And we'll see if they can come back and beat the Bison. I, I would like to see it. I want to see upsets and stuff like that. That's going to be the game of the week. All right, uh, out of the Patriot League and... I know this was week zero. Uh, you know, we it was a long time ago since since Colgate played Nova. Uh, a couple of miscues on in that game, but uh, out of the Patriot League, we have uh, William and Mary taking on Colgate. Uh, Colgate is on the road. I want to see if Colgate can rebound. Uh, William and Mary actually played uh, fairly well against uh, University of Virginia uh, UVA, and I want to see. I, I think they can. I think their defense uh, isn't as dominant as what it was a year ago uh, but it is still a very dominant defense I really would like to see uh, can Colgate rebound I really want to see them rebound uh, I really want to cheer for Colgate against the tribe here uh, but we'll see overall I think this is a big test again uh, you get into the CAA a very deep conference kind of like the Missouri Valley and the Big Sky and uh, I think Colgate, I still think they're going to win the Patriot League, and I would like to put them back into the top 15, and this is going to be a start, a, an impressive win over William & Mary. We'll see if Colgate can rebound. Out of the Ohio Valley, we have Eastern Kentucky taking on Indiana State. Again, uh, like I said, a little bit disappointed that Eastern Kentucky only put up 172 yards of total offense and was blanked uh, on the scoreboard against Louisville. So we'll see if they can rebound. They obviously played extremely well two weeks ago against Valparaiso. We'll see if they can take on the Sycamores. We'll see if they can get the win, uh, see if Indiana State can rebound, uh, come back from that loss. And... uh, against Dayton. Uh, a lot is riding on both of these teams uh, going forward. Uh, preseason or non-conference, however you want to label it, really is big in the eyes of the selection committee when they're talking about the playoffs. And Indiana State last year, they felt they were they were not put in. Well, we'll see if they can. Obviously, uh, Eastern Kentucky was not in last year uh, out of the Ohio Valley. I think they're a really good team out of the Ohio Valley. I have them number two in my preseason rankings. Honestly, right now, I think they're better, better than Jacksonville State. This will be a big test to see if they uh, are as good as what I think they are. 
Out of the Missouri Valley, we have Youngtown State taking on Duchesne. Uh, Duchesne gets kind of a bad rap uh, a lot. I mean, year in, year out, they play very easy uh, teams out of the NEC. Not a lot of really uh, competition there. They've been fairly dominant out of that conference. So uh, they take on a Missouri Valley team that was towards the bottom last year, but is a really good team. Bo Pelini is a great coach. Uh, He was once the Nebraska coach, right? He's all about the run game. I want to see if if Duchesne now, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Uh, Here in Utah, we have a county, we call it Duchesne. Uh, It might be Duquesne uh, on the East Coast. I don't know how to say that. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but uh, that is our uh, Missouri Valley game of the week we'll see if uh you know youngtown state their defense looks like it's a playoff team their offense looks like a playoff team but we'll see uh going up against legit talent and duchene uh they ended up beating towson uh last year in the first round of the playoffs so obviously they can ball uh despite having a fairly easy conference they can still ball out and we'll see what happens out of the big sky, we have a very, this was almost uh, the game of the week. Honestly, if you would have asked me week one, this probably would have been the game of the week. Uh, Eastern uh, Washington taking on Jacksonville State. Uh We'll see a lot of questions remain with both of these squads. I Like I said, I kind of thought that Eastern, or Eastern Washington was going to have a little bit of a hangover, take a little bit of a step back because last year they were just so dominant. Uh, and Jacksonville State, you know, has built this very impressive uh, resume of just dominance in the Ohio Valley. So uh, we'll see which team. I mean, uh, they one team will go two and one, the other one will go one and two. And uh, if Jacksonville State knocks off uh, Eastern Washington, obviously they'll move up into the top uh, fifteen, which just maybe that uh, that loss against Southeast Louisiana as kind of a, an, an anomaly. We'll see. Uh, but I honestly think uh, Eastern Washington will get the win. Uh, I believe they're on the road, but uh, definitely watch out for the Eagles. I think they'll kind of uh, fix what was what was the problem last week against a, a lower division. And out of the big south, we will have uh, Monmouth taking on Albany. I think Albany might be a little sneaky. Uh, they were predicted last in the CAA. They looked very good against Bryant. Um, and Monmouth did not look good against Lafayette. Lafayette just went 3-8 and eight last year, and uh, they struggled. Uh second half of the game. They looked good the first half. Second half of the game, the Leopards came back. Uh, and if you do that against Albany, I'm afraid that... Uh, you might not win the game overall. So those are are the games of the week, and a very very big big mention because uh, just because of the the Eastern Kentucky game against Indiana State and the Missouri Valley with Youngstown, uh, I wasn't able to put this game in the game of the week. But we're gonna have an honorable mention section, and that's the UT Martin Skyhawks taking on the Southern Illinois Salukis. Uh, Obviously, the Salukis coming off a big win against UMass, and and it was, you know, one for the for the record books, for the history books there in Southern Illinois. But I really want to see uh, this UT Martin defense. They're they're good. I love the defense, and uh, you know, I believe they have a sophomore quarterback, uh, Joe Hudson. I believe his name is. Uh, I listened to a lot of uh, Coach. Simpson, I believe. I'm. I might be wrong, but I listen to a lot of the head coach. Uh, he does his press conference on YouTube. Listen to a lot of him. Uh, you know, he talked a little bit about travel, and you know, they were tired coming out of Florida, and they're going to, you know, take this week. They're going to be very, very uh, precise in what they will do uh, against Southern Illinois. I'm very excited to see. 
Uh, this game is a very honorable mention. I'll definitely be tuning into it. I believe it's on ESPN. So uh, if you are not watching, uh, I kind of feel like the FBS is a little dry this week or the FCS is starting to really get juicy. Uh, we're really starting to see these matchups happen and super excited to see what it what comes of it. So those are the games of the week and obviously our uh, honorable mention for... Uh, Week three, I guess. I, was, I almost said week four, but we had week zero, then one, two, three. Anyway, so that is our wrap-up of the FCS. Like, like like I said before, to kind of start off the podcast, not a lot of disappointment coming out of the FCS uh, to start off this segment. A lot of impression, uh, impressionable plays, impressionable drives, impressionable uh, coaches and programs are out there. Really want to see, really excited to see how this all uh, kind of turns out it might be a little crazy how uh, in the end what really happens uh starting to get a little bit better clear picture i think week three is going to be a big telltale sign uh once when we get into conference games that's when it's really big uh because not only do the play are the players playing but the coaches it's even more of a chess match and that's what, what college football is is a giant chess match uh honestly i think they should have like a an fcs game day like they, if they would love to pay me, I would love to go out to see that Maine Towson game. Uh, it's in Maine. I would love to fly out there, watch that game, be there live, see those players play, and uh, definitely watch out for the FCS as we as we get going forward. And and uh, hopefully, I can encourage some of you guys out there to to be more involved. Uh, a lot of uh, what I've noticed is if you're not around, uh, you know, in a big city, that's obviously where you know F. BS teams are, you know, here in Utah, uh, Provo, Logan, Salt Lake. Those are the three big cities where we have FBS teams and where we have FCS teams, Ogden, a little bit smaller, Weber State in, and uh, Cedar City, SUU. And uh, actually Dixie State, where I attend, is going to the FCS. We're going to be an independent, so a uh, little bit smaller in St. George, uh, smaller towns. And so, you know, a lot of people are directly impacted by this football. And we need to you know, we need to draw more attention to the FCS and, uh, you know, pull those fan bases in. When you look at a, a team like Campbell, who just fills up that stadium in Buse Creek, uh, North Carolina, fill it up. Let's get out, uh, watch these games. Uh, let me know, uh, if I miss anything, let me know of any impact players that you guys thought were really good. I'll make sure I watch the film. I'll get a hold of it. And now uh, we'll be willing to talk about it. So make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're working our hardest here at get the ball rolling to provide you guys, uh, the most in-depth and quality sound. And, um, sports podcast so uh until next week we'll see what this weekend happens but i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend of football and keep the ball rolling until next time